0: Previously on Real Garbage. Oh, <laughs> really fun, yeah, my yeah. And now on this episode of Real Garbage. Yeah. Oysters because they're Aphrodisiacs. Yeah. I <laughs> Got her knees done. Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We hate them.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> After a quick word from our fake sponsors, we get into some white chicks. Wait, hold on. That came out way wrong stick around because we review the 2004 hit white chicks on this episode of real garbage but first here's a quick word from our fake sponsors have you been recently hexed by a witch or a warlock are you finding it hard to get your day-to-day tasks done due to fatigue and overwhelming dread fear and feelings of impending doom then look no further than the hexagon the wearable warding charm sweeping the nation with the Hexagon, you'll no longer need to worry about those pesky wizards messing with your stuff ever again. With different versions of the Hexagon, you can wear it on your wrist, wear it as a charm around your neck, wear it on your fingers, and if you're small enough, you can wear it somewhere else. The Hexagon, only from the Evil Contractor Corporation. Hey, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and turn on notifications for new episodes every Sunday of Real Garbage. Thanks, everybody. Real- how
1: are you doing, Arnold? I'm doing very well, very well. How, How are you? you?
0: I am fantastic. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Your first time out here.
1: Yeah. For, well, I used to work in Brentwood way back when, when I first moved here from Vancouver. Oh. But there's no reason for me to be out here, other than to see you, of course. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad you can make it out here. Yeah. How have you been? I haven't seen you in, God, over a year. Yeah, but a year. It's been good. Like, just uh, working in a restaurant, just kind of changing different places, trying to say that I'm writing comedy, but I haven't been... Too on top of it (laughs) as much as I wish I could, but this has been a good uh, exercise in trying to kind of exercise that tone of voice again. Heck yeah.
0: Well, you were asking, yeah, you asked me if I wrote and I was like, God, no, it's hard to write when you have no place to perform. Yeah. And this has just been a rough, it's been a weird year, but I was telling you about the, when I went to Sonora back in November, Mm -hmm. it was strange because it was like the wild west. Yeah. It was almost like COVID was gone. Nobody was social distancing. There was no masks. I remember like literally leaning in someone's face being like, Hey, how you been, man? The, the first
1: like, couple of months, because uh, I was I was running a restaurant downtown, and every Friday, Saturday, there were just groups of people just hooking up, meeting up, just tossing drinks to each other. It's, I don't think it really hit here as much as we thought it would. I kind of feel like I wouldn't normally be a
0: club person or a bar person. I wouldn't want to be in a busy bar. But now, after a year of this, I think I might just, you know, suit up and go for a night out on the town when this is all done. What kind of suit are you gonna wear? Well, I got one of those cheap H uh, and M H&M suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not poor, man. Yeah. I can't afford stuff. Can't afford a nice suit. I've never owned a nice suit.
1: You just wear a gold to tank top. Just show those guns. Yeah, I could do yeah. that.
0: I've been working out a little bit. <laughs> oh, actually, I haven't, but I've been working outside.
1: Yeah, could just do t-shirt,
0: t-shirt and jeans, man. I'm almost forty. I'm like, I'm turning thirty-nine this year, and I just think it's t-shirt and graphic te- graphic tees and jeans.
1: Dude, have you been watching those videos with the Rock though? He's what almost fifty. Dude is jacked. I, he's putting us the shame. He is huge. I just love watching him. It like, inspires me every day. And he eats. He had, yesterday, his cheat meal was two burgers, two large fries, two shakes. I can do that part. The working out <laughs> part is the hard part. You he's know? eating
0: the, the 12 chocolate chip pancakes in one sitting. That's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> working out. The guy travels with like a $30,000. 000... No, it's more than that. His gym is Iron Paradise. The guy travels with a gym. I know. Can you imagine that?
1: Remember? That was your, that was your job. Remember when he started too? He was like kind of a normal sized dude, really charismatic. Did you, you used to watch wrestling? Oh yes, yeah. Like he was, he was, he was almost there. You know, he used to be in the CFL, was was a football player, and then kind of moved his way up. Then he got that the Rock persona. He dropped the Rocky Maivia thing, got the the people's eyebrow going, and then it was all like. Roller coaster ever since. Because he was a bit of a heel when he started, wasn't he? Because it was him and like Farouk. And yes. that's actually how
0: he started was he just grabbed the, because he was like a Farouk henchman, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was part of the Nation of Domination that's when he started. The na- the and then Nation he kind of broke of off because he, uh, he obviously has the the heritage from his from his dad's grandpa mm. being a wrestler and kind of moved it on his own and he had those rivalries with Stone Cold and like The Undertaker that were just classic, or Triple H ones too. Man,
0: wrestling was so much fun back in the day.
1: Yeah, I don't really watch it anymore. But I, I know that um, what's his name is starting that podcast. Zach. Zach. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: uh, none of my friends watch wrestling. Yeah. Shout out to none of my friends watch wrestling. Zach.
1: <laughs> I the first time I saw Zach was at Logan's. He it was Halloween. That was the first. That was my first time ever going to open mic, and he was dressed as ma- Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. And he <laughs> yeah. And he he had. Like creams Like little like Those milk things That you put in coffee Cream rises <laughs> to the dump And he started Throwing them at <laughs> the crowd Yeah And I was like Is this guy for real life And then I realized He actually was a Huge fan of wrestling oh, he's, Yeah he's uh, he, His Wrestling impressions Like the
0: voices He's been on the show A couple times And he can just Drop his voice down To like a To a range Like a register That I just can't do mm-hmm. But that's where You get that deep Yeah of me, Yeah Yeah <laughs> Ooh. He just does it so well <laughs> It's getting better
1: Yeah I was going to say That's pretty good I, I can hear you on the radio mm, yeah. I get those old ladies Driving in Quadra Village Getting all wet From hearing your voice
0: <laughs> Well it's funny that You said that You're like How can you ever done radio? I radio Actually I've had a few people um, Particularly at The Butcher Mm-hmm. I'll be asking, I don't know why, the, the lady behind the butcher counter is like, you should be doing something with that voice of yours. I'm like, well, I try to, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so day. you can be a sheriff? Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. That's like my Arthur Morgan from uh, Red Dead Redemption.
1: Oh. All right, now, move along. Or your you're Scott Stapp, <laughs> I guess.
0: You take me here. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> When live music comes back, that that'll be. your Dude,
0: photo. I want to go do karaoke so bad.
1: Oh, you'd kill it! What's your song? I love karaoke. Um, oh man.
0: In country, are really you uh, pretty good with country? I don't have like a go-to. Wait, no, no, hold on, that's not true. Um, "Kickapoo" by Tenacious D. Yeah, ooh, because it's nice. Jack Black, Ronnie James Dio, and Meatloaf all in one song. Oh man, you must have an epic voice. Yes. <laughs> It's not bad. So I used <laughs> to do karaoke at the bar. Where I worked at the Blue Coyote. It was now Brewskies over in, in here in Brentwood Bay. Yeah. And uh, I pitched the idea when they hired me. I'm like, do you guys do karaoke? And he's like, no. I'm like, you should. So I got karaoke going within like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it was every other Saturday was karaoke night. And I was like the singing bartender.
1: Did you were you able to keep it pretty modern, or did the Brentwood Bay people kind of take it down to like Frank Sinatra?
0: Oh, there was one dude, old Rob, the old dude. He would come in there and do uh, "That's Life" by Sinatra every time. Nice, "That's Life," and he was like, he would he would do really well. Oh, cool. The guy actually makes, writes, and uh, produces children's songs. Hmm. So he like sings on them and everything. Like every every once in a while, he's like, "Hey, come hop in the car. I got to show you something." And he'd like pop in a CD. And he would just, I'm like, who is this? He's like, it's me. I just made a new kid's album. I'm like,
1: what? Yeah. That's crazy. You never know what people do these days, right? Like, I didn't know you were a
0: landscaper.
1: No. Yeah. I'm, I
0: was uh... <laughs> I'm learning some stone masonry work, too, which is kind of cool. And the neat thing about working with this company is that, man, I've learned all the skills to, like, landscape my own yard if I ever get one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that there's not a lot out there in that asphalt over there. No. I got <laughs> my garden boxes. I'll plant something in there. Yeah. One day. Do uh, you want to talk about white chicks? Not really. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, this okay. This was your suggestion. It's always guest choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yes. Well, I was (laughs) torn because I initially wanted to do role models because I'm a I'm a big brother, which I which I get is almost like too good to be bad. So good. Yeah. Like you
0: said that, and I was like, "Mm, I can't. I can't. I like I love role models, <laughs> and I
1: like my background with it. But you're right; I watched it. Like, what can I say that's bad about this? Nothing. It, it, no, I just spend my afternoon with in Middle Earth with Gleep Club and the <laughs> Floopty Doo's. It's like
0: my favorite line in any movie. Still, it's so
1: good. <laughs> and and Jane Lynch was just oh, she was she was brilliant. Do you know in that what movie. I had for breakfast? Cocaine. <laughs> Would you have for dinner? I bet you it was cocaine. <laughs> so instead, we chose White Chicks. Oh, man. Which I remember, yeah, it was in 2004 it 2004. came out. Yeah, right after high school for me, I remember seeing the trailers. And at no point would I think I'd be talking about this movie to <laughs> you on a podcast with 15 <laughs> years later. So this, yeah, was, um, I was surprised at how racist it was. You were surprised that White Chicks was racist?
0: Yes. Because, well, man, 2004 was a different time. Yeah. Like looking back at some of these movies, it's like, wow, yeah, they got a lot uh, away with a lot more, mm-hmm. and we were we seem to be a lot more tolerant of of racism, I guess you could say,
1: and just the the idea too that there's a lot of sexist jokes throughout the movie, and I'm not super white nighty i I'm like partial white nighty but but just that idea that that a lot of these things you could believe that's funny, like seeing a man dressed as a woman with a face mask. And, and to not really think that that was bizarre or not? Like, you were okay with that? Oh, I thought it was bizarre right off the bat. Because I hadn't seen
0: this. Yeah. I had never seen this. I thought I had, but like like you, i just seen the the, the trailers for it. Mm-hmm. And the first, when we first see them in the makeup, it's like, ooh, it's startling.
1: You know, so I, I did my little bit of research, right, because I wanted to be on top of it. Uh, so the guy who did the, re- the makeup for Miss Doubtfire... Was the main uh, makeup artist for this movie? I figured there was some sort of connection there because there was a
0: point where there was there's a scene where it's like very Mrs. Doubtfire-ish. And I was yeah, like,
1: hmm. yeah, that's right. When they <laughs> when the when the girlfriends come over, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Do you want to give the elevator pitch for what this is? You, you explain to the listeners and viewers what White Chicks is all about.
1: Yeah. So essentially, about uh, two FBI officers and their skill set is to dress as other people, like other races or other genders. And they're trying to solve a mystery about two rich women who are about to be kidnapped and why they're going to be kidnapped. That's the premise. Although the plot doesn't have anything to do with the movie (laughs) whatsoever.
0: It doesn't at all. They kind of skim over that like, oh, there's kidnappers and they're going to kidnap the daughters of
1: this rich guy. And that's pretty much it. And just the background about who's rich and who's borrowing money to who, like none of it really makes sense toward the end. It didn't. There was a point where like... I'm watching. I was watching
0: very closely too. Like I try to pay attention to these when I'm making notes. Yeah. And there was like, there's information being being doled out, and all of a sudden, like the expressions on the faces are like, oh, we just figured something out. And I'm like, what did they just figure out? That person's giving money to someone else. Doesn't make <laughs> any sense to the viewers at all.
1: No. And I think the strength of the movie was more about the the interaction between like the rich people and then the Waynes brothers. But yeah, this this background story of the FBI I think just didn't uh, make any sense. Actually, when because I watched it on Netflix. The next movie that got recommended was Rush Hour, the first one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I actually turned it on after. <laughs> Me too. I, like, I watched a little bit. Of it. Yeah,
1: like that—that that makes sense. Like it makes sense why there's like a cop related to it all, and obviously it's very funny too. But this movie didn't need to have an FBI background whatsoever. It could have just been two. Well, I don't know how you would have got two black guys dressing up as white chicks. I think they could have infiltrated a sorority or something like that. Like there were so many other premises I think could have worked. The sorority one would actually be pretty good. I think that, well, that's what it was, right? Because they're, they're kind of copying that Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie thing. That's who the two rich women were. Oh God. You, wow. I had like forgotten about the single life. Good. You should forget about it. Man. This
0: just gets (laughs) me thinking about all the crappy reality shows that were coming out there. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a thing
1: too another side bar research the guy the guys who did this song that mrs. Wilson song were the guys who did the uh, intro song for simple life <laughs> oh, because it was such a big show right so that's where the whole premise of this this movie came about was that what happens if these two women got kidnapped and then can how can we dress as white chicks to make it funny
0: <laughs> okay hold on let's just start at the start here because we' we'll work through this linearly um, <laughs> so we open up with these we get introduced to the two FBI characters. And I honestly didn't recognize, was it Sean Waynes and Marlon Waynes? Yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize Sean in that disguise.
1: Yeah. I recognized
0: Marlon for sure. Yeah. But the other guy, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Is this some random. And then I literally had to rewind it after they peeled off their masks and go like, was that him? And I'm looking closer. I'm like, oh, it
1: is him. Okay. Yeah. I think Marlon's always been the one you can recognize the most. And actually there are certain parts throughout the movie where he actually has pretty solid acting chops.
0: Well, man, they were believable as these <laughs> as these two chicks because there were points where I'm like, I don't know which one's which anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And cuz I don't know which one originally was playing which sister. Yeah. And they I don't think they really tell us so we just kind of have to guess.
1: No, and then they because they're so consistent throughout the role, as as much as it is a terrible movie, they actually did a pretty good job about portraying themselves as white chicks. Mm-hmm. Like they they stayed with the role. They broke a couple times, but that was the humorous part, right? Like a guy would slap their ass and they would talk all street <laughs> all of a sudden. No. Yeah.
0: What you doing? Yeah. When they break into those, like they break out of character and they just become themselves, it's like, man, how does nobody around them kind of notice like what is this white girl talking like a 38-year-old black man? Doesn't make any sense.
1: I don't know either, but I was thinking about that too when I was making my notes. Maybe everyone's just so much more woke in 2004, so they were like, you know what? Maybe you can talk in any culture you want to. Maybe it's all right. She's expressing herself in a different way. Yeah. We can't can't call her out on that. Yeah, they weren't canceling people yet, right? So they you just you just speak in however you want to, and it was it was funny. It was cool. That's you know what that makes sense. Yeah, 04 was just a freer time. I just, I don't know, like, especially (laughs) because of how race, quote unquote, racist the movie was and sex the movie was. Like, that's just how we saw what was funny back then. But we also had the discourse to say that that was really offensive. Mm-hmm. Now there's this outrage that if you talk about those things, we shouldn't talk about them at all. And I think that's the unfortunate thing where these movies exist. I'm not saying this is like Pulitzer Prize winning stuff, <laughs> but at least we can openly laugh at these things and talk about why it's ridiculous that these things are happening.
0: Mm-hmm. This episode's actually already been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm making these notes, I'm like, I wonder how many people will actually complain about this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll just we won't just do any impressions. I think that's the main thing. I, I can't do a good black voice at all. Yeah, I won't try. Yeah, I don't <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we can try them. I'm gonna edit them out later.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple good lines, but yeah, I won't. I won't do them in any accents.
0: <laughs> so they, I found that this movie, it started just amped right up, like because the the, I, the sense of humor and a lot of it was like just throw it at you mm-hmm. and just throw more and more and more at you. So immediately. Marlon Wayans, this character is like over the top, like screaming at these Russians that were were thinking are drug dealers, but are actually just ice cream salesmen. (laughs) That would be one way to run your ice cream business. Just be big, tough Ruskies. Selling well, ice cream, and you only take money in cash. Yeah, <laughs> a briefcase, briefcase full of cash. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so yeah, they bust these guys. They bust the wrong guy, uh, and then the actual bad guys come in later and like, oh, we have your ice cream.
1: Oh wait, sorry, wrong place. Let's get out of here. And in classic two thousands fashion, a full shootout breaks out where there's complete clips of ammo shooting each other, and yet they're police officers. So like, there's no semblance of reality with like law enforcement whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Classic cop movie opening fight scene.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> it
0: was. I'm like, oh, wow, this is action-packed right off the bat.
1: Which is kind of funny, because I didn't know that it was, there was a, that whole law enforcement background toward it. So I guess they had, they had a little bit of budget to put into the action scenes. And a lot of it was filmed in my hometown, in Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah, like they, they, they filmed uh, Hampton scenes in, at Hatley Castle over there. A commercial drive was where that bodega was. I and there's know. like the beaches where Jericho... I just know them from from growing up there. Man, I'm going to have to throw this on later and
0: just just take a peek at those scenes because I didn't realize that.
1: Well, is that time when everything was filmed in Vancouver because everything was so cheap? And then you, they, they portray everything as like Malibu or, or the Hamptons for that kind of stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and this is one... Okay, they're terrible FBI agents because they did not know who they were going after. You'd think that they would have pictures of their subject, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. Like does not get the wrong guy completely. And do you think that they would have gotten fired for shooting up a bodega in the in the middle of the day? Wow, well, they're cops. They got suspended without pay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, go, you go home.
0: <laughs> so this is where we Yeah, they're getting reamed out by the chief. We introduced to his uh to Marlon Wayans' really, really overbearing wife. Phones him in the middle of your argument. Hang on, gotta take this. No, honey. I'm getting yelled at by the chief. Yep, yeah, by <laughs> hangs up. She calls the chief.
1: Yeah, who would ever call their significant other's boss? Come on. And then the girlfriends always called Gina. Remember, like remember the Martin Lawrence show? Like the, whenever you have like an annoying black girlfriend, her name's always Gina for is some it? reason. Yeah, it just kind of pops <laughs> up. I tried to Google like why that is. There wasn't anything for that, but because hmm. um, in the Martin show, like his girlfriend was Gina, she was on, always like harping on him. Ah, I, I love the 90s. Like this is my well, I guess 2004, but <laughs> this kind of era of comedy was my time. You just feel like the 90s just it's, just it's way back then. It does feel like it has the whole like in living color kind of vibe to it, like scary movie kind of vibe. So, <laughs> it really felt it really felt of my like sophomore humor. So, we were talking about scary movie the other day. That movie does not hold up. No. No. I think this is in the same boat, too.
0: This was still like I was saying earlier, still made me laugh a couple times. I think scary movie right now. Yeah, none of it's none of it's re- it's not relevant anymore. So that's one thing. It's like, yeah, it is difficult trying to watch movies from from early two thousands and nineties that made a lot of references to to be funny because you watch them now and you're like, I don't get it. Yeah, and you might remember some of them, but most of them you're like, Yeah, it doesn't work anymore.
1: Well, even like that simple life thing, right? You even you even forced it out of <laughs> your mind, and now it just kind of came back. That's hot. There was there was a little bit of a teaser at the beginning because I watched it twice, so I never thought I'd watch White Girls twice in my life. <laughs> But when they were having the fight scene in the bodega, um, Sean Wayans goes up to Marlon Wayans and says, why do you always take the biggest dude? And he says, I like a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) It it makes sense later on. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the plot is that the FBI wants to try to... surveil these two rich women because they're supposedly being kidnapped. They're the daughters of the owner of Wilson
0: Cruise Lines. I wrote that down because I was like, that might come in handy at some point.
1: Yeah, so they're coming into New York for the Hamptons white white party or whatever. The whites only party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> white, yeah. The one, the one that Littrell whatever, is invited to. Um, and then so their job is, so someone has to pick them up and because no one wants to because they're really annoying socialites and Marlon and Sean Wayans were in trouble, they decided to kind of hop on and, and they're the ones to pick them up. And they kind of got
0: just thrust into that because they were going to come in and, like, give the chief a piece of their mind. And they're like, well, yeah, he's got, he has something to say to you. He's like, oh, we want to be on the case. Okay, you're, yeah. on, you're on the case. <laughs> yeah. Bam, done. We're actually talking about the plot for White Chicks. I know. It's crazy. There <laughs> is a bit of a plot. <laughs> they pick him up and they go on a car ride. And I could not. I can't handle vocal fry. Yeah. And it, all it was was vocal fry from these two girls.
1: Oh, my God. I'm like, seriously. I'm like,
0: ah. Use your diaphragm.
1: Yeah, I can see why that whole Simple Life reference bothers you. Why you have to erase it from your memory. I actually saw a couple episodes because we were in high school at the time. And I was I was enraptured. I was, I was when they went I, to I that farm. It. Like watched, that was actually pretty it. good. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it. I'll admit it. Yeah. That was
0: back when we had like cable for the first time. And I'm like, oh man, what's on TV? Yeah, we had eight channels. Yeah. That was the one. I grew Fox with, grew up with three. I up with the brand in Manitoba, three two, channels. Two, four, and five. And Friday nights you could sometimes get twenty-one. Yeah. The French channel. And you sometimes see boobs. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. Move the bunny ears. A little Marion Cotillard boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this one scene where because they put the dog in the front seat and yep. they make Marlon Wayne sit in the back and uh, this scene did actually make me laugh when the dog flew out the window <laughs> and he's like trying to pull it back in and they're almost smashing into like semis and cars and shit and then they end up dri- driving out the car- side of the road oh, yeah, this is how they smash their face up yeah uh, and Marlon you know he stays in the back the other one scratched their the girl scratched her nose one the scratched and... their lip or something oh like yeah. that? oh my god your lip oh my god your nose yeah ah! <laughs> and then they decide they're not going to the Hampton party with their faces looking like that,
1: which I think was a big plot hole. Wouldn't the movie just end there? Like, what, what was their thought process that they should dress up as these women to ensure that they don't get in trouble? That's the core of the plot. That's the core of the movie.
0: That's basically that. That's right. That's what it was, though. Right? It was they have to impersonate them to make it seem like the girls still got there, so they don't get in trouble?
1: But couldn't they hire like two other white chicks?
0: I suppose, but they wouldn't, they, no, they wouldn't look as good because they had to call in, what was this guy's name? Josh? Yeah. They called Josh and Josh, this guy, Josh seemed like he had been waiting for a long time to turn these two dudes into chicks. Yeah. Like he was like, he was oh, looking right forward there. to it. Yeah. Like yeah. he already had, he had the scanners, he had the plaster,
1: everything. Eight pairs of boobs. They had different boobs from the That's triad. right. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched this movie twice.
0: It was funny how they're just freaking out, like when he sees the boobs on him, he like freaks out. When they're, I'm like, didn't he tell you that he was turning you into a woman? <laughs> Why are you freaking out? If, if anything, and they put put them on me, I'd be like, hmm. yeah, I'd start playing with
1: them. I was gonna say you're you looking got, pretty
0: big right now. You, so. got, you got any bigger ones? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the man. If it's a good thing, they can't just put our consciousness into the bodies of other people. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Actually, I've talked about this before. I'd like I like the idea of the neural link and VR. Mm. That's going
1: to be cool. Who do you want to be?
0: Well, I just want to be able to. I I like the idea of of like say say you're in town. I'm here, and my best friend's somewhere else. We all plug in like Matrix style, and next thing you know, we're pulling up next to each other in some cars in like a driving game. It's like let's go for a cruise, boys. That kind of like immersive experience, or even something like like first person shooters would be insane. Yeah. I don't know if that would be good for us, though. Full-on VR, Neuralink-style first-person shooters. Because it's like one thing to be controlling a character with a controller. I think it's another thing to be full-on... Thinking like running and shooting people,
1: and they have those uh, body sensory suits now, so you can actually if someone were to shoot you in the chest, you can actually feel like a pulse in your chest.
0: That's crazy,
1: or you can like feel the balls
0: hit your face when somebody (laughs) teabags you.
1: (laughs) I think that's the way to do that somewhere in Brentwood Bay.
0: Goddamn punk, (laughs) quit teabagging me! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, they come over, they misses Dowfire these two, and the first like the first look. That we get of them, yeah. I literally went like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, because they, it, it's, it made me uneasy,
1: yeah, because it didn't look natural. Well, all. there's, it was a lo- really white, and then there was like these red marks under their eyes, and they grew taller. They were yeah. the women's <laughs> are taller. That
0: would be the one giveaway right there. Like if I saw, saw a friend and I was like, wait, you're eight inches taller, yeah,
1: something's not right. They said they got knee implants. Oh, That's yeah. what we they they said. Got her <laughs> knees done. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah.
0: What, what do they go to a hotel next? This yeah, they go like, to yeah, the Hamptons. The Hamptons. They, they
1: go to the Hampton Hotel, like the Royal Hampton Hotel.
0: And I forgot for a second that they
1: knew who Gomez was. Yes, because he was he was one of the other FBI officers that was kind of slagging them because they were fuck up on the first case. Gomez and what was the other guy's name? Fletcher or something like that? Samsonite,
0: that was way off. So they're, they're like, I didn't realize they knew who Gomez was because I'm like, man, they're being really mean to this Hispanic guy because they're calling him like Jose and Julio. And like, they give him like six different names. I was like, wow, why are they being so mean to this guy? And then later on, I was like, oh, it's Gomez.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's, is that what you mean where you're talking about is a little more racist than you thought the movie would well, be? Well, that's little that's bits of it there,
0: but it's like later on when Latrell makes some comments at the party, you're like, wow. Okay. That's yeah. And just like, you couldn't get away with white face right now either.
1: No, full white
0: body, which that to me was like, man, this was it was only 2004. It's not that long ago,
1: but maybe that's the perspective that I had, where people didn't see race in the same way. So, so they were like, oh, these people just look a little bit different. They maybe had some fucked up plastic surgery. But this is what they look like now. Let's let's not judge them completely.
0: Yeah, I was like I look at it as like it's just goofy comedy. It's mm-hmm, just two mm-hmm. dudes dressed as chicks being funny. But like miss like Robin Williams dressed up as Mrs. Delphire. Yeah. There's no problems
1: with that. Although when I remember that movie, I, I thought it was pretty believable because I guess with the wrinkles in the ma- in the face mask, it made her look like an old woman. This one, they're supposed to look young and they look terribly old. Yeah, they did not.
0: Like You put the two girls side by side later on, you're like, yeah. <laughs> how did anybody confuse them? Like, <laughs> Oh, you look like the friend I knew yeah. a year ago. And they even say that. It's like, it's only been a year. Yeah. Because I think it's now we meet... Um, yeah, now they meet the friends, the other yeah.
1: like the, the crew, and this is where they're like, Oh, you got collagen, that's why you look different. And yeah, you're, and you're taller. And my favorite line is, Your lips went from Cameron Diaz to Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> even that right there, it's like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but it's not wrong. I know, it's totally true. It's an observation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's the car ride scene later where you're like, Wow, ladies. Yes. Wow, ladies. We can't replicate that scene. <laughs> no. So meet the friends, and then. They're uh they meet the we meet the Vandergelt sisters. Yes. Who are two smoking hot girls. Yeah.
1: They're very attractive. Jamie King and Brittany Daniel, Brittany, I believe. Yeah, she's yeah. I remember her from Joe Dirt. Yeah. yeah. And she's in Sweet Valley High. I think she was one of the twins. Oh yeah, she
0: yeah, does have a twin sister.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, the, I like I love these the
0: the reaction of the two FBI agents I'm like God damn those girls are hot and they're like ah <laughs> uh, those are your, like mortal enemies oh yeah totally I hate them and I like that like the little bits like that I was like oh yeah we hate them <laughs> <laughs> just that like oh I gotta be a girl here so that like little things like that had
1: me giggling pretty good and now we meet Terry Cruz. that's right Latrell what's what's his last name again? Uh. Let- I just wrote Latrell. Yeah, I wrote Latrell too. Terry Crews Latrell.
0: We see now we see that he's interested in one of the FBI, FBI agents because he loves a white girl with a black ass. Mm-hmm. Is
1: what he with a black girl's ass. Yeah, he says once you go black, you're gonna need a wheelchair. <laughs> That's his line. It's like, well, all right then. <laughs> wait, wait, and then
0: somebody in a wheelchair. Wait, is it right here? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody in a wheelchair wheels up. She's like, hi, Latrell, and then he's his, like, get her
1: out of here. <laughs> his assistant kicks her away. Like, whoa. Yeah, that, that that was a little far. That was a little much. But I, I'm not going to lie. I did laugh. Like It oh, was quite dude, funny. I was laughing at all this. All the things that I'm like, that's offensive. That's offensive. I'm still giggling. Yeah. I'm does it like, make us bad people, though? No. no.
0: <laughs> Our intent isn't evil.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was what I was really thinking about. Because I was laughing at a lot of these jokes, and then having time passed to where we are now. Like, Does that mean that I'm racist? Or does that mean that I'm like, suggestive against people? <laughs> people that are paraplegic i don't know our intent is not evil mm. it is we're here for humor <laughs> and we're we didn't make the movie yeah and I, <laughs> yeah i was getting existential watching white girl so that i knew i had to get myself back <laughs> to watching this movie So now it's the car ride mm. and then like even man it was just
0: start, it was startling to hear because you know the two they're singing along to uh vanessa
1: carlton a thousand miles <laughs> I couldn't
0: remember the name of the song, yeah. but I'm like, I've
1: heard the song a million times.
0: It's actually a dude, I'll show you a video after. It's this guy sitting on a street. He made a TikTok. Yeah. And he's going, making my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. And the <laughs> camera swings over and he's holding a seagull in his huh. hand and it's like, bah! yelling at him. Then he just tosses away and starts going, ba da 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 da
1: wow he's a live seagull a live seagull because he's got
0: a bunch of food and there's seagulls flying around and he sings that and then it just cuts over and he's like a seagull in his hand i'm like what the hell that song that song was such a banger like 2004 oh it was so good but it was <laughs> funny i saw that video and then we watched i watched this and i'm like what the hell that song is in in this movie and like, yeah man the universe bro
1: yeah i, I think it just <laughs> makes it it was just a very popular song for white girls to sing in the car I'll admit I was singing along a little bit too. Yeah, it's and a I good loved song.
0: seeing Terry Crews sing along to this later. Oh,
1: because <laughs> that I hadn't seen the movie, but
0: I remember that from the preview. Is yeah. him doing the yeah the singing along to this, and I was like, oh man,
1: Terry Crews is going to sing this song later. So apparently, he did that all in one take, which I totally believe because oh, he's yeah. such a good, he's actually a really good actor. Like he's actually quite funny. Have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's so good, and him dancing in this later, man. Oh man, such a good dancer. <laughs>
0: What uh, was it? Was it the Wayans show where he was the personal trainer? I, don't I think remember. it was Damon Wayans and him on uh, in one scene where he's in a gym and he's dancing with the weight with the dumbbells. Oh,
1: I don't remember. I just remember him from Battle Dome when he was T Money like that the American Gladiators kind of show and then they had they had like more characters like wrestling back to wrestling again and so he was T Money cuz he did that thing that he can bump his chest and stuff like that so that was always his big like claim to fame or the I liked him in the old Spice commercials yes yeah exactly black
0: black block, black
1: black 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 black
0: black for 16 hours the girls are shopping now because they're like oh what are you going to wear to the party tonight we're going to wear this like no, you're not. Yeah. So they go shopping. He gets the phone call from his wife. And this, this was another, like, one of those moments that had me laughing. Because he's it, it's good. And then all of a sudden, this woman comes in and goes, oh, you're not going to get that big thing in there with, yep. into this tiny hole with that big <laughs> head. Let me help you. And they're like, sex sounds through the phone. wife screaming, what's going on?
1: Yeah. And then the, the that lady that was fitting him said, oh, perfect fit. <laughs> and she's like out of breath, breathing heavy. I'm like, man, you're just making this worse.
0: I did... Like a lot of the movies that we break down on the show, it's like there's too many storylines going on. Yeah. I found this one just had just the right amount. Mm. You've got like the little side story of the wife and his and her friend. Cause now she's like, Oh, we gotta go find this this guy. We gotta yeah. find where he is. Cause he apparently hasn't told her that he's going to the Hamptons. No. He hasn't told her anything about what he's doing for his assignment. So just leaving his wife in the dark—it's irresponsible on his part.
1: Yeah, he and admit. and Marlon wayans he, I guess he doesn't want to lose his job, right? Because there's benefits and everything involved. So that's why he's—it kind of, can kind of make sense why he delves into this cockamamie scheme of dressing up as a white woman because he doesn't want to lose this really good job that he has.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't the FBI has got a pretty good pension on That's, that's what he's saying, the benefits. Yeah. yeah. I also like the little, like another one of the little storylines, the FBI agents, those two, because Gomez was always asking the other guy, like, silly, would you rather questions. Yeah. So this one, the first one we see is oh, like yeah. uh, <clears throat> Rosie O'Donnell. Was it Rosie O'Donnell or Janet Reno? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hear
0: Janet Reno, all I can picture is Will Farrell. Yeah. It's yeah. Janet
1: Reno. <laughs> We're going to review White Chicks. Yeah. That, I don't think a lot of people know that reference anymore. The SNL reference. It's so good. It's so, it's, it's very good. It's a classic feral. Apparently she, she went through a lot of trauma because of it though. And then she ended up like (laughs) losing all this because, because it portrayed her in such a horrible way, but she was just only prosecuting that case. Right. And so she had to kind of like go through a lot of therapy to kind of decide what she actually looked like and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's pretty traumatic. It's such a huge character. No, it was John Goodman played her. It wasn't Will Ferrell.
0: Janet Reno? Yeah. No, Will Ferrell. Was it Will Ferrell? Yeah. What am I thinking of? Because he was big, tall, with the with the shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. I can't. I can't. I'm do getting it.
1: confused. Um, John Goodman played Linda Tripp. Remember yeah. for those the, the the He would play the blonde. He had a blonde wig on. He was the prosecutor for the Monica Lewinsky trial. Oh,
0: I, I can't picture it. I yeah, got, we're gonna find it after though. I'll we'll see we'll it. find it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: love old old SNL. I mean, have you watched any new SNL at all? No, not that while? much. What's good, What's good about it? Uh, I watched one with David, well, uh, David Chappelle and Foo Fighters. I think. Oh wow! Uh, like a few. What a spread. What,
1: six weeks ago, it was pretty good. Yeah, Chappelle just did like twenty minutes of stand up off the top. Yeah, a couple, couple sketches. Oh, that was right after it was after the election, right? Yeah, because he did the one in twenty sixteen after the first election. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. it was good. I liked it. Nice. But
0: uh, he did one pretty good sketch with Count Chocula. Yeah. I can't. I can't repeat it because he says some offensive words, but it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Why don't you fire Count Chocula? How come he's still working, huh?
0: <laughs> but I'm not even black. I'm made of chocolate.
1: A lightless story. That's the hard thing with this movie. Like, there's a lot of jokes you can't really tell. Like, it just doesn't sound accurate coming from an Asian guy and a white dude. It does not. No,
0: <laughs> but I did think that these two FBI guys could have like their own little spinoff.
1: Yeah, because oh. they were they're pretty
0: funny. I recognize the one dude. From, like, uh, Dead Man on Campus. That's, like, he was the one character in Dead Man on Campus that I remember. Yeah. Because he was always just super extreme. Or uh, Night of the Roxbury. He was the personal trainer.
1: Oh. That was, like, that one.
0: They ended up marrying Will Ferrell's fiance. Oh, Molly yeah. Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these guys go now. Robbery. So now we're going to the auction, I believe. Yes. Man, remember when... I don't know if they still do it. Bachelor and bachelorette
1: auctions are those still a thing? I, I'm not. I don't make that much money for it to be a thing, <laughs> so I, I don't That's know. Not a thing for me. Yeah, we did one in high school. I remember, and it didn't go well. No, like, it went very poorly. It involved underage people like pouring yogurt on top of each other. It was like in public. It was. It was I went to Catholic school, so there were wow. a lot of repressed emotions there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need more yogurt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh, so they auction off some people. And yeah. man, like this if if rich people are like this, if rich people are like this, I never want to be
1: a rich person. I think we're good. I think we're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We live <laughs> yeah, we live in Victoria. We cannot be rich. Yeah. Oh no, we're either really poor or really that's rich. True. It's a divide.
0: When somebody says it's yeah, it's the rich pe- rich people and the people that take care of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the, I think one that's of the a Quincy joke. I think it's Quincy. It is, is actually. Yeah. We're a, we're a
0: city of help. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Quincy Thomas. <laughs> So she auctions off herself, one of the Vandergelt sisters. Yeah. For like 20 Gs. Yeah. No, no, no. 20,000, like, yeah. And then, yeah, then it's uh, one of the white, F- one of the FBI agents that goes for 50 to... Terry Crews. Terry- to Luttrell. Because <laughs> he just, he wants it. Yeah. And this I, I kind of got a kick out of the other FBI agent, like, jabbing people in the back, mm-hmm. like, oh, putting their arms up. Because that's what
1: you do when somebody jabs you. As you yeah. Their arms like <laughs> I just think the whole auction thing is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe that we were okay that that was a scene in a movie. Like you wouldn't see that now. New. No. And it, she also ends it with sold for fifty thousand dollars to the big black guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she says it like that too. You're like, wow. See, there's little things like that where I'm like, all right, that's it's
1: not cool. I, mean,
0: I still like, don't even know if that would be funny in 2004. It wasn't like it didn't seem funny. I was yeah. like, okay, you could just say sold fifty thousand dollars to that guy.
1: Yeah. This is definitely the lull of the movie because I felt like every event that happened, like there's a slumber party and then a beach party and then a lot of it just. Didn't matter. Like, it just it had to get to the, the FBI part. It could have been a short film. Yeah. It could have been like an How hour. How long was hour, it? Uh, an hour and, I want to say like an hour and 39
0: minutes or something like that.
1: I watched this twice. I watched an hour and 40 minutes of White Chicks twice. <laughs> you did.
0: Wow. <laughs> I was like, I sometimes put them on as background sound before we do these episodes, yeah. but today I'm like, nah, I'm good. I yeah. got it. We'll figure it out. And that's, yeah, it's this scene where it's the Mrs. Doubtfire type thing where the girls are coming over for the slumber party. Yeah. Mm, yep. And I, yeah, I, I'm so I'm thinking like, how would they have known? Cause the girls are like, don't you remember church in the summer party? But then I'm remembering, Oh yeah. They were communicating with the other two. And I wonder if they were, were the girls talking with their two friends before they met up at all? Like, or had they just gone a year without seeing each other and, that's that.
1: I think they said it was a year. They said they hadn't seen each other in a year, even though they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And then cell phones weren't... The 2004... No, cell phones were around. The iPhones weren't. Yeah. Smartphones weren't. Yeah, so. but regular cell... So they must have been texting each other and stuff. I guess. And that was the whole thing was... The, so the actual Wilson sisters are just in this apartment? Like, they don't they don't leave? Like, these, these scars don't get healed? I think and... it was my next note, or three notes down, was at this
0: point, are the actual girls still in a hotel room somewhere? Yeah. Like, are, do they... Are they not, like... Because the FBI agents were there with them.
1: Yeah. But did they just tell him, hey, you just stay here for three days. We'll be back. Well, I thought it would have been funny if there was some kind of side plot that they would be, like, what would keep them in this hotel room the whole time? Because they were essentially saying that they didn't want to go because they had to heal some scars.
0: Yeah. Two scratches. Yeah. They could have just
1: covered up with makeup. Well, that's the thing. Realistically. Or go back home. They like, don't have to stay in a hotel, hotel room. <laughs> like the, So so the idea that they were able to live this life for weeks, that it, like, almost, it seems like weeks passed for this point in the movie, because there's like a slumber party and all that stuff, Yeah, that, that no one knew that these girls were missing, which is what they're trying to prevent in the first place, this. Kidnapping the FBI kidnapped them.
0: Yeah, in in like in hindsight, they left them in a very susceptible position. They left them in a hotel room where yeah. um, kidnappers probably could have found them yeah with no FBI protection. <laughs> and then at one point, the girls just leave. Yeah, like, yeah. We get there. We get there in a little bit here. Um, because now they go to the beach now. So there's that beach scene. That's right. And he's uh, Terry Crews is rocking a speedo. Oh, man, man, he's he a looked, massive human being. Oh, he looks so good. He does. <laughs> like, damn, Terry, look at yeah. you. <laughs> He's, yeah. like, all oiled
1: <laughs> up. Like, it's, like,
0: the mid-90s. So in the midst of this, <clears throat> um, Sean Wayne's character has, like, developed a love interest to this one uh, reporter. Yeah. Who I did as well. All yeah. It. She's gorgeous. And uh, he's like, hold on, I'll be right back. He takes his... So this makeup obviously doesn't seem too hard to take off and on uh, because he just dives into, like, a little pool house and bam, he's in his... And he, I guess he had a suit laying yeah. around,
1: too? Well, no, she, he goes into the change room that Latrell comes out of. Cause he, oh. cause then when the in the during the auction, she kind of mentioned about how she wants to go on a date, but she she always dates like poor guys. Mm. And then he was like, "Oh, so you want to date a rich guy?" Oh, so man. his plan, so Sean Wayne's plan. I know I watched this twice. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you <laughs> caught that. I totally did. So Sean Wayne's plan is to dress up as Luttrell and be Latrell, mm. and then go to his house to take this girl on date. That's right. that makes that next part makes sense. Yeah, because he goes up to the pool bar and was like and pay these two kids five bucks to say like, hey, Latrell, I need your autograph. And then pretend he was a, a big, cool guy. And then that's how he asked her on a date.
0: I'm guessing he was a basketball player? Is he's he... a
1: basketball player. Oh, okay. He says he's a forward. So he's... Even though Terry Crews looks like a football player. Yeah, so. that's what I was, was going to say, is he does
0: not look like a basketball player. Not at all. So uh, yeah, okay, I missed that. I missed them calling him Latrell. Because like, at one point, I was like, who the hell is Latrell? Because I knew who he was, then I forgot the name later. And I was yeah. like, is that Terry Crews? And it
1: makes sense why he goes to that house. Because I did miss yeah. a little bit of that part. But then he ends up breaking into Latrell's house.
0: Yeah, I, I remember that part. I'm like, oh, he's just going to take her to Luttrell's place. Cool. Yeah. But I didn't
1: realize that he was, I forgot that he had like pretended to be Luttrell. Yeah. And so this is when, after that, so now they go on the date. So Marlon Wayne's character and Latrell go on the date. So Terry Crews picks up <clears throat> we got to give them names. let well, uh, this far. Tiffany. Tiffany mm-hmm. is Marlon Wayans and Brittany is Sean Wayans. Okay, yeah. So he picks up Tiffany and they get in the car,
0: and this is where we get to see him sing a along to Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton, Thousand right. Miles. Thousand yeah. Miles. <laughs> Nails it in one shot. Love this. And then uh, they pull up to where they're going for dinner, and Sean Wayans is there ready to take the keys so he can go to his place. Yeah. And I loved how they had a full conversation. And the time it took Terry Crews to get out the
1: door and around the back of the car. Like, basically
0: <laughs> like just full-on Q&A back and forth. Yeah. What are you doing? This is
1: what I'm doing. This is
0: my plan. Blah, blah, blah.
1: And Terry Crews doesn't even notice. Nope. Like, Latrell doesn't notice. Nope.
0: You would think, like, like what was he doing? Is he looking at himself in the mirror? Yeah. Side mirror. Like, is, is he, like, fixing his... I don't know. What's he... What, fixing like, what his he's chest. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> he's popping his pecs. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, they, so they, they go for dinner. And then... He takes Denise to Latrell's place and uh, gets attacked by the dog. Well, pushes the housekeeper out for starters.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty problematic scene. Mei Ling is the housekeeper's name. Just yelling in nondescript Asian, like not it's not Chinese, not anything.
0: Oh yeah, you would, you
1: would probably know, or you might know. Ah uh, no, I'm no. Filipino, so no. Oh okay, never mind. sorry. Was <laughs> I, that was that racist? <laughs> No cuz we're we're friends that's okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. good, good. For friends can't be raced to each my other. My intention was not evil. Exactly. That's why I felt okay <laughs> watching this movie after that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Then and then he's like, yeah, I'm showing her the place and goes to get some something to drink and he's like, "Oh, she goes, do "You have a dog?" and he's like, "No." Well, "What's that then?" And there's a Rottweiler. Yeah. It just attacks
1: him. Oh, but before this She's like, oh, what's that picture? And it's a picture of Latrell. <laughs> so Terry Crews, like, with just like a, a leopard skin print around his loin area. Loin it's like, and who's that? It's like, oh, it's my personal trainer. It's like, you have a picture of your personal trainer in your house? It's inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> keeps, keeps me inspired. Yeah. Keeps me accountable. Yeah.
0: At this point, I was thinking, how, how is Sean and Wayne's character planning on getting back to the restaurant? Because they're like, they're they're at, they're in the house. They're having drinks. And he's made no mention of like how he's going to get like, cause it's going to seem weird. They leave his house and then he drops her. He's going to drop her off or he's going to take the car back to the, the restaurant. It just seems like he doesn't have enough time to do everything he wants to do.
1: No. Well, he he's the valet, right? So Sean, Sean Wayne's is the valet at the restaurant. So I guess he takes the car and then he waits for a call from Marlon Wayne's to pick him up. That's why he knows that to come back.
0: That's right. But it seems like, how would Marlon Wayne's know how far away he was? I
1: don't know. So many loopholes here. Yeah. i <laughs> so answer questions. That was my main... It wasn't the racism of the movie. My concern was the plot loopholes. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But the dinner is actually really fun because that's when uh, Tiffany or uh, Marlon Wayans chews and spits out her hangnail. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it lands in someone else's wine. Yeah. And Terry Cruz is still enamored. Like, Latrell is in love with this woman. <laughs> she orders everything
0: she can to make her breath Terrible. Yeah. And then that, I was giggling at that too. And he's just like, man, you sure can't put it away. <laughs> <laughs> Food flying out of his yeah. mouth. Like, oh, gross.
1: And uh, Latrell orders um, chicken, only white meat.
0: <laughs> and also oysters because they're aphrodisiacs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I almost choked on my tongue. <laughs> oh my, I made a note. His tongue is
0: huge. Oh man, he sticks out, and it's like five inches wide. I'm like, yeah. that's just that's a massive tongue.
1: He really is the the star of the movie. Like he put po- so every good. scene just hilarious and just bizarre, like so memorable. I just love Terry Crews. That oh, so good. So
0: good. Uh, so now, oh yes. And just to try and deter him even further, he lets out a massive (laughs) fart and I loved his reaction is like, Ooh, we're going to get along just fine, baby.
1: (laughs) He says, bask in the (laughs) (laughs) ambiance." Let me taste it. (laughs) It reminds yeah, it does feel like a Wayne's brothers movie now too.
0: (laughs) So now they go to the club and this is where, this is where I was like, wow. Okay. 2004. We accepted a lot more.
1: Yeah. Or a lot less people went like, hey, hold on a second. How old were you, 2004? I was like, I was about 19. 22. Okay. Yeah. So so you were going to the club too. So yep. so E and and Raves were were yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Even into my adult life.
0: <laughs> I've toned it down now.
1: Even last night. But, you know? <laughs> last year, maybe. Yeah.
0: But uh this scene, yeah. T- Terry Crews, is this young kid's like, so how's that going with with uh with Britney? With with Britney, and he's like He's like, oh, you know, I'm having her. And she's a tough nut to crack, and he's like, yeah, give her a couple of these and her drink, and she'll be fine. I'm like, and he's like, these will really work. And he's like, hell yeah, bro, I'm on some right now. And I'm like, you're accepting drugs from someone you don't know, or wait, who was that guy? Was he, he that? Was he that his was, assistant?
1: No, he was the friend of the guy that's dating one of the Valder Valderbert, um, uh, Van Vandergelt, Vandergelt um sisters. He's just essentially their oh. their drug popping friend. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's the one that says she puts the E in easy. So good. Like, who, like, that's Oscar winning writing right there. How can you go wrong? She puts the O in ho.
0: (laughs) But yeah, just like nonchalantly, sure, drops two pills in her drink and is like, here you go, baby. And then he notices, like, yeah, it ain't going to happen. What's that?
1: Yeah. The old switcheroo. Yeah. And Terry Crews does the E. So
0: (laughs) I love that, though, because you come come back to him later. Hell, those pills were working for you.
1: Oh, he's petting the dog. Fucking, I don't know, man, but I feel great. So I've I've done E many times, and I don't remember ever being that energetic, like rubbing my chest and rubbing a dog all over my face. Oh, or... I didn't didn't have a dog rub. If I had a dog, I would have. Oh, interesting. Okay, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was quite a hammy um, interpretation of doing E. Mm, no, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I felt like, it I feel was, like you have a story there to tell me. I felt, oh, dude, I could go on. I could do a
1: whole episode and a half of just drug stories. What would be a good drug movie to watch? Is there a good rave movie from the '90s? Like a bad one? Mm, man, that's a good question. Because like good, yeah. like my,
0: some one of my favorite drug movies is *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*. Mm, I love yeah. that movie. Just watched it again a couple weeks ago. But like, is there a movie about rave culture? Like, I don't, I don't remember one. The only one I can. Think of that's like ravey and music is like a good one called It's All Gone Pete Tong, but that's, that's like a good movie. It's mm. about a DJ who loses his hearing. Oh. And then learns how to DJ just by feel. Oh. It's pretty sweet. He like he's a big time Coke head partier. And then yeah, he just blasts his eardrums out at a show. Huh. And then like has to get a hearing aid, starts DJing again, then breaks the hearing aid, completely wrecks his hearing, and then just like goes off the deep end with Coke and then like gets back into it and then figures out he can just use vibration.
1: Oh to cool. DJ. Yeah, it's a crazy movie. Um I know that that's the thing though now is DJ's mainly like DJ visually, right? Because it tells you all the beats per minute and all the different wavelengths. Like I see them, a lot of them. Don't have the same feel Because they can do it based on what they see
0: mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah so
1: in Latrell in the club oh, yes. he's, uh, He has a whistle <laughs> a Glow sticks <laughs> Dancing
0: Terry Crews This was so good He's like, where's Latrell? And he's...
1: Yeah. <laughs> just popping and
0: locking. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and I bet you, I'm just thinking like, how long did they let him do that? Oh. Until they're like, all right, Terry, we're good. Yeah. I, I have a feeling I'm just watching that going, he did that for minutes.
1: I feel like that's 10, 20 minutes easily. Yeah. he probably would have had the energy to keep on going oh, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's just an animal. <laughs>
0: Where'd the skank off happen? Was this, this was in the club as well? This is,
1: oh, when they had the dance-off? It's a skank-off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: because the two Vandergale sisters are like, oh, they think they're hot. Pfft, we'll show them what's up. And they get up on the on the bar and just start, like, skanking out.
1: Yeah, like, pretty classic, um, like, not like, too late early 2000s dancing. The aughts, is someone Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, the aughts, aught three, aught four. So they have a little, yeah, a little dance battle, and they win. Oh, because the two FBI agents are like, they get totally
1: hip hop on them. That's right. They do. They play run DMC and they actually uh, break dance. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just, yeah. Like, you know, you know, it's not them. And I'm like, those breakdancers are pretty good. Yeah. But I did and, like that scene.
1: And that's how the real um, Wilson sisters come back because they see that, oh, like we we hit up this party. We become huge. And they're like, wait, we've been in this hotel room the whole time. That's yeah, not us. We weren't even in the Hamptons. What's going on?
0: <laughs> it's time to investigate. Now this is where they leave. They just like, oh, we're gone. Yeah. No FBI protection. Nobody watching them. And even the FBI agents that were following the other two were not even... Don't even... Can't even tell them apart. Yeah. It's how good the makeup is.
1: <laughs> oh, the wife is there now. Yeah. Yes. They, this is where Gina shows up. And then she shows up at the hotel. And then... Because she, she hears um, uh, Marlon Wayans' character... Um, and then he's trying to go in the in the room, and then but Sean Wayne's is like it's a huge hotel room, <laughs> so he's kind of running around trying to dodge it's, her. It's a very Keystone Cops type thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, this this whole part of the movie is when, when in, in scripts where it's like the, the darkest before the dawn. So, the girl, the wife leaves. They they lose their job. You know all those different parts. And then they find out that the Vander Vandergeld's prints are on the ransom note. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> they put it
0: all together. This is
1: how good the story was. Was <laughs> that we had, we had to write down how it happened, and, and we still don't remember.
0: And this is where we find out that Heath is a bad guy
1: as well. Yes, he's been in on it the whole time. Which is he really a bad guy though? Like. I guess he's, a, he's an accomplice to the Vandergelds. I suppose. He's just a dick, too, though. Yeah. There's like, he
0: says, like, oh, you know, I'm done. Because he's like, I want you to come over at, like, uh, three. two, three. <laughs> and she's like, mm, no, I'm done being your doormat. And he's like, oh, baby, you were never even a doormat. Like, <laughs> who made you think you were important enough to be a doormat? I'm like, wow, somebody hit this guy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure somebody does. That's true. Like, Yeah, he gets punched in the next uh, right after that. Then the fashion show.
1: Yeah. Oh, the fashion show with the opening opening song, Let's Get Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, it's the censored version. <laughs> That's right.
0: Because even that, just think, like, man, that was early 2000s. That was like a popular song. Yeah. It was like a hit song. And I'm like, man, times have changed.
1: I remember listening to a lot uh, on the NBA playoffs. So they had to obviously change... Um, from the R word to started mm-hmm. And then they played like every time In and out of breaks and But then I didn't realize that That was the actual word of the song And who thought it was okay to make that The, the words of the song Like it got through how many hoops It's
0: crazy It's crazy Because like now you can't even say that word and Yeah, it just like triggers people I dated a girl once a couple years ago and I would just say it like say it like oh just, just to say like not not calling anyone that or yeah. anything. I would just use it to describe situations. Yeah. But I said it once and she was like oh, and it just just set her off. And yeah. I was like, okay, it's all right. I know not to say it around you.
1: I thought you were gonna say she was this no, no, R word. No, no, no. <laughs> she was and a drunk. Wow, she was a drunk. Okay. Um,
0: but like I, I said it like later on as like a mm. reference to something, yeah. like a month later, and it's just made it pissed her off again i was like i just said it because you i said it because you said i couldn't say it or something like yeah. that she's like ah
1: but that's the thing if you own up to it like it's when we used to say gay all the time for something that was it's lame gay. yeah but now <laughs> now i ne- would never say that and yeah. if i were i would just apologize for that mm-hmm. but i know yeah that that word seemed that the r word seemed to have taken way down a darker path you can't even mention it anymore yeah it's just
0: it's funny because like that's i would use that to describe
1: situations, yeah, like gay
0: or our word would be situations. Like, yeah, oh, man, this is so whatever.
1: But I, I get it because then it, it frames mental health in kind of uh, like a very simple term. Mm-hmm. But then that's it's not like anyone of us like knew anyone that had like yeah. mental health issues in that same way, or we think that that's related. But I get it. Like if, if there's a certain segment that thinks that's offensive, it's not my my place to tell. Exactly. Yeah, we just won't say it. I guess. <laughs> We'll just listen to Black Eyed Peas instead.
0: <laughs> so the fashion show, the uh, the Vandergelts aren't part of the fashion show, so they get pretty pissed off. So they're going to do a little carry type thing and yeah. jump paint all over the people in the fashion show. It's also where the sisters, the Wilson sisters show up. So during the fashion show, you've got the FBI agents out there intermingling with the two Wilson sisters because they show up. They're like, oh my God, we want to be on the show. And the fashion guy's like, didn't we just have this conversation? Yeah. But suit up anyway. So then this is where it's kind of Keystone Cops. It's like one person going out this way and then like the other two come this way and then they push them out and these two come up. and' like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah. So th- that goes on for like f- what seems like forever. And they wear the Bjork outfits, right? They wear like the swan, the swan outfits. Yeah. The Vandergelts <laughs> were like, this will mess with them. And they put like, yeah, one's like a chicken and
0: one of the swan or something. And they're like, everyone's just booing. Yeah. Oh, that's so terrible. And like, how did you guys know? You How did
1: you not know you're putting those on? Or would they even care? and is even just the whole thing about you still don't think these are different people like they don't look anything at it's too much of a suspension of disbelief like mm. and that's where the movie started pulling away from me a lot where Come on, guy! Like they're clearly look completely different. <laughs> she's she's six foot four. The other one's five six. Like they're not the same people. And then when you even get them both on the stage at the same
0: time, yeah. like, they don't look anything alike. No, at all. no. Even though they use like computer gen, like computer technology to scan their faces to make perfect replica face masks for
1: them. Because that's what computers were used back then to make face masks. <laughs> Two thousand four. Yeah. Get your face masks made with your computer. Now they just give us algorithms for <laughs> QAnon videos. Or on
0: YouTube. There's actually a YouTube with a U. Yeah. That's a whole other world there, apparently. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, let's get started. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's dive in. <laughs> what
0: have you guys been doing? How was the podcast?
1: We just watched conspiracy videos. Yeah. That's all we did.
0: <laughs> so now, oh, yeah. They they dropped the... van. I don't know how the catwalk came down. Yeah. The Vandergilt sisters came off the catwalk, hit the ground, didn't break any bones. No. <laughs> then the paint came later. Yeah. And just soaked them, but didn't get anybody behind them.
1: No. Everyone in front, though, because yeah. they said it was, like, avant-garde that they got sprayed with all this paint. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then this is the part, of, like, somewhat racist part, too, where there's, like, a Chinese gong goes off, and the dragon. Do you remember this I part? Did.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and
1: then yeah. the, the dragon comes out, like, the Chinese New Year dragon comes out and enraptures Marlon Wayans and then the the Wilson sisters, and that's how they try to kidnap them. It's a very, very elaborate kidnapping. I was gonna say plan like <laughs> there who fireworks.
0: Thought, who thought of that? Like, listen, we're gonna get them during the fashion show. Yeah, why not just wait till they come outside?
1: And this was the long-term plan. The long-term plan was to hire a Chinese dragon <laughs> to capture these. To tw- <laughs> like this, this was the, the long-standing plan. That's a long game. Oh, I was gonna say so it's brilliant. Game. No one saw it coming.
0: <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so they they foil the plans of the kidnappers. They, you know, spot the white legs, tackle the dragon. Yeah. Um, Marlon Wayans. Puffer cuts a dude into a tower of glasses. Yeah. And then Terry, so Terry Crews is
1: laying on the ground. Why was he laying on the ground? I think he tackled someone. I'm pretty sure he tackled someone. Hmm. I just remember this is where it reveals that the Vandergelds are MC Hammer broke. Oh yes, yeah.
0: What was the other? There was like, are we this broke or MC Hammer broke? I forgot what the other one was too.
1: Oh, Martha Stewart broke or <laughs> MC Hammer broke? That's MC right. MC Hammer broke. Yeah. No! <laughs> oh no, why Crews on the ground? Because he takes a bullet for Marlon oh! Wayne's character. Yes, that's right. That's right. So he gets shot. <laughs> he
0: gets shot. I love how his his assistants like. Oh, it's going to be okay. So maybe we'll fix that stain. Yeah. So you don't <laughs> worry, so who cares? It's just a stain. But he's like, uh, oh, I, 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 I took a bullet for you. He's like, I don't think you, I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. Pulls off the mask and he's like, oh my God. And this is where I was like, Terry, what the hell? Because he's like, this was a whites only party. Yeah. And he like snubs him.
1: Well, Terry says, like, I can't believe you're not white. <laughs> <laughs> not that he was a man underneath the costume. <laughs> and then he had just, mm, not get out of here. <laughs> wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. He has a lot of dark scenes, but he's still kind of redeemable in the same way. He's but just he, quite funny.
0: And everything's all wrapped up neatly. He's got the sisters and that's it. That's it. That was White
1: Chicks. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty happy I watched it twice, to be honest. Well, so what was your take from the movie? <sighs> Is there one?
0: Yes. It was I still I had it wasn't uh it wasn't like a dreadful watch. I wasn't like checking the time every 10 minutes going, "Oh, let's make it stop." Because that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It was as silly as it was, and has uh, out there. It was. It was still fun to watch. It had funny moments. It was a loose story. It was like a weak storyline. Yeah. So it wasn't like you know anything to write home about.
1: I'll never need to watch it again. But I don't hate that I watched it though.
0: Exactly. I'm, I'm on the same page. Like mm-hmm. I, I, can say I've watched it. So someone says, "You see white chicks?" Yes, I have.
1: <laughs> I, I, I was I reading the, the- wik- I was reading the Wikipedia page. It says it's called classic now. Hmm. Supposedly.
0: Well, I've heard it's it's odd because I've heard a lot of people reference white chicks over the last ten years of my life. Like, yeah. oh, that, like like from white chicks. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So now I can actually get those references. Nice. Do you have a real rating for this? I gave it two and a half dancing Terry Cruises out of ten skank offs.
1: Oh, Ooh, man. I'll give it um two Mrs. Doubtfires out of ten. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was fun. It was uh it had its moments. I'll give it that. Cool. Well, thanks for having me on. This was great. Dude, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. As usual, everybody, you can find us on Facebook, The Real Garbage Podcast, YouTube, like and subscribe if you're liking this. And if not, if you hate it, hit dislike. YouTube likes stuff. It helps. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll call there. Thanks again. Bye, everybody. See ya. Real garbage.